Welcome to part two of Health System CIO's interview with Nick Szymanski, CIO at Richmond University Medical Center. In this segment, Szymanski talks about the challenge in convincing clinicians to move away from departmental systems and onto a unified platform, what he believes are the keys to building a strong team, and the critical role CIOs play in clearing hurdles. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y dot com. How do you kind of manage the prioritization piece, uh, you know, when there are so many big and not as big yeah. things that need to be tended to? Yeah, that's a, an amazing question because uh, I think a lot of places, including here, you kind of struggle to really pinpoint what that prioritization is, especially IT being a service department gets 20 requests thrown at them daily, right? So the first thing really is to understand as an organization, what is it that we're going after? What is our plan? What are our initiatives? And, and that should take priority, right? And anything that centers around patient care immediately takes priority. And then from there to manage, I'll say, the mid-level project, something from three to six months, that's where personally I feel it's imperative that you have very clear communication with the team and even the other department's management and the team as well to say, okay, we're not going to say, no, we can't do this, but based on what we have, this is when we can do it and how we can do it. And that's always another little phrase I use with the team. We never say no, we just say when and how we can do it. Right. So it's really just managing the expectations. Again, going back to your original question about how do you prioritize, anything that we're doing really should tie into what, where the organization needs to go and wants to go. Mm-hmm. That immediately takes it, right? And then again, obviously anything centered around patient care, that, that's the utmost. So that's kind of my philosophy. You know, I bring that back yeah. to the team and I hear from some of the other leaders that they're really struggling with this and we're looking to improve X and X quality scores. So let's sit down and think about what we can do to help them. So I think it's kind of like a trickle down or trickle yeah, across, sure. however you want it. Um, it really should stem for where, where the organization as a whole is going and how we best can support that. Right. So then a lot of this comes back to the first objective you, you spoke about and getting to that united platform because it, it's the foundation of so much that needs to be done. Correct, yeah. The other thing, getting to unified platforms, and I'm going to use the example of the EMR again, that really closes a lot of gaps and a lot of wants. And people, and rightfully so, uh, may not see that. And that's my role. My role is to say, hey, I know individually as a department using your system, you might be operating at an 8 or 9 out of 10. But the organization Mm -hmm. is running at a 6 out of 10. If you were to come onto the unified platform, you might drop down to a 7 out of 10 for your department. But now the organization as a whole is up to a 7 out of 10. Mm. And that's really where I have to be kind of the translator, if you will, right? Because that's my job is to explain why that is, what are the efficiencies, and also communicate being straightforward and transparent with you individually, this is going to knock you back, but we're all in it together as an organization, and the organization absolutely is going to benefit from this. And then, again, it closes a lot of gaps and wants, and what I mean by that is a lot of times, if you have disparate systems, you know, you go into a meeting and people are debating, you know, why is X and X process so long? They'll say, well, you know, the systems don't talk to each other, and 
My least favorite word is interface, which is what people mm-hmm. know now. You know, well, just create an interface. And I say, well, yeah. it's not that easy. Not everything can be interfaced. And if you're on a unified platform, you don't have to worry about this. So to your point, those are some of the obvious benefits to going to a unified platform, but my role is to explain why that should be mission critical and why we should really sit down and take a good look at, all right, does this make sense? And, you know, weigh the positives and the, and the negatives. And most times, honestly, people go into this with this preconceived notion that ah, it's not going to be as good as, as what I'm doing now. And then they say, well, mm-hmm. not that bad. And wow, I didn't know that could tie into this and this and this and that, you know. So again, that's uh, what I feel one of the responsibilities that I have is to, is to get right. those people at the table. Oh, yeah, sure. So it really seems like open communication is, is a pretty important part of, of your strategy and, and really uh, being transparent. Yes. I, I can't stress that enough. I think I've learned, and, uh, as many people do, you see different styles. Transparency it really helps set the table and really set the expectations, right? So people don't walk away thinking it's going to do a million things that it's never going to do. Mm-hmm, You're just setting yeah. everyone up for failure. So who really benefits from that? No one. No one benefits from that. And again, at the end of the day, it's about the patient. So if they're not going to benefit from that, I, I just don't see the, the point in trying to address something up. So the clear communication and absolutely uh, managing expectations. That's a, that's a huge piece of a, I think, of a CIO's role. Uh, and any really service department. When am I going to get this report? When am I going to get this piece? When am I going to get this implemented? And you just have to be honest and open with them. And again, not be negative and say, we can't do it. I'm going to do it where it makes sense. And here's when and how I can do it. Yeah, sure. And in terms of the EMR, what systems are you using at this point? So our main EMR is uh, Meditech. You know, we're trying to get everyone on board there. Uh, And then we're moving to Athena for our clinical practices. So we have a lot of of initiatives all the way around with those two components, getting more areas on board in Meditech and also moving to a unified uh, ambulatory and clinical platform. Right. What are the kind of uh, approximate timelines there, or what phase are you in right now? So we have a big piece. We're going live with the ER within uh, Meditech by the end of this year. And then the Athena implementation also uh, will be completed by the end of this year. So uh, never mind all the other projects. You can see see, uh, where our time is being spent just in that sentence alone. Oh, yeah, sure. So a lot of uh, focus, I would guess, on training at this point. Not so much training thus far, but it's really getting people to understand the importance of having appropriate structure uh, for implementations and buy-in, governance. Mm -hmm. You know, years past, you might just say, ah, let's implement it, let's just slap it in place and call it a day. Uh, You know, and as I guess the methodology of how to implement has been much more refined uh, over the years. Another piece of my role is to get people on board with that, right? Have project management. Some of these things seem like basics, but some areas didn't have it. So right now it's really what the focus on is getting the right structure, getting the right people in the right position to make both implementations highly successful. Right, yeah. Now um, we have that, which is a very, (laughs) those are two very, big initiatives. And then, uh, as we talked about, there are other focuses, plus the day-to-day things that come up. So with all of this in mind, can you talk about the leadership style that you have adapted or are, you know, continuing to adapt to really build that strong culture and teams that are able to perform at a high level? Yes. 
I must say I've been incredibly fortunate to have great mentors that really took me under their wing and in different areas, not just IT. That has really paid major dividends and still having those contacts uh, really helped because you get to bounce ideas off of uh, various folks and get different uh, viewpoints. But what I've learned and what what I try to do, again, is be very transparent. In regards to the team, there's a few ingredients that I try to make sure that everyone uh, has or the team has, and that's really to understand what is the mission, what are we going after, and more importantly is the why behind it. Why are we doing it? It's one thing to say, yeah, I need to implement this ER component to the EMR, but why, right? Why are we doing that? So I think for the team to be successful, they need to understand what that mission is, and again, I I personally think more importantly why we're doing it. What is the benefit so they have that buy-in? The other thing I try to make sure we have is uh, everyone has each other's back. We're all in it together, but also to understand as an organization, we're one big team. You know, it's not uh, silos, and the person next to us is essentially on on our team as well. So, you know, if someone needs a little help, whether it's helping someone bring a PC or helping look at a, a problem or help build something, that's important too because then you have that camaraderie and then that builds a strong team. And then with that comes accountability as well and self-accountability, right? The team a certain level will be self-governing, and that's great, right? Like, hey, you know, I was hoping you were going to do this. and So I, I try to make sure that there's clean and clear lines of accountability. People know the expectations, and there's no surprises. Again, mm, it ties yeah. back into transparency. It's not, I'm going to treat you one way, and then the next guy, because I like him, I'm going to do something totally different. Nope, across the board, and it counts for myself. And the major thing is to actually lead by example. Right. I can't say to someone, you know, you should have handled this a certain way, and then I go into a meeting and I do exactly what I just asked them not to do. I think we've all seen examples of that. And for me, that really shows it's kind of do as I say, not as I do. And you don't get the respect as a leader that way. At least I don't feel that way. So I think mm, if you have yeah. those ingredients, the team really gets behind things. They become invested in things. And then what you have there is uh, you have a higher producing team. You're producing more. You're producing better quality, and more importantly, those people feel a sense of pride, a sense of ownership. They're in it. They know why they're yeah. in it. They're on board with it. So that's why I try to instill in them and, again, lead by example in those areas. That's what I, I try to do day in and day out uh, in my given role. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's so important to have people really feel like they're engaged, like they're invested. It just leads to uh, better outcomes all around. Absolutely. And the other thing, too, is the challenge each other. That's huge. Even the team challenged me at times. What do you think I should do here? Or what about this? What do you think if we were to do this? I always tell the the team that I'm not a fan of that quote-unquote old-school dictatorship. You do this, you do that. No, there's different roles and responsibilities, but ultimately we're a team. So I'm going to learn just as much from them as hopefully they will learn a little bit from me as well. And there's a good balance between working hard and also having a little bit of fun too. And all these things sound very basic in nature, and they are, but this also ties back into one of my previous statements is doing the basics and doing them well. There's no magic wand here. It's really not that difficult if you know exactly what you're trying to accomplish. So, and then the last thing I think, especially with my role, my role also is to help clear any hurdles that the team may face. So we, we actually open our meetings with, all right, what, what are you guys faced with and how can I help you guys, right? This person's yeah. not getting back to me. These guys aren't showing up to the meeting, whatever that is. I need to know that, right? Because then that team member or team is going to become frustrated because they're not able to do what they're being asked to do because of forces kind of outside of their control. So that's my job too. 
So that, that's mm-hmm. the approach that I take with the team. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.